Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. I'm Carter McKenzie, here with Bobby. Did Kevin just disappear? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Bro, seriously, he said something. God damn it. Just <laughs> fucking vanishing again. There he is. As soon as we started. <laughs> and he's back. I'm, I'm Carter McKenzie here with Bobby. What's going on, Bobby? How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Excited to be back on as usual and excited to hear Heck what yeah. you guys have to say. Heck yeah. This is going to be a, a teaser episode for our full-length Hawaii Part 2 recap that we're going to be running here in a second. And uh, tonight we're joined by uh, my new friend, Kevin Harris. What's going on, Kevin? Guys, I'm just too excited to be here, man. Thank you for having me on. Uh, just got too much to say about this trip. It was a, a trip that you can only dream about, and I'm just glad I was able to to do it with uh, such great friends and, and have such great success. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, it was pretty unreal trip, and it's going to be hard to keep this. We don't want to unveil too much without Stuart being here, uh, but that's going to be hard, like you're saying. That's going to be a tough one because uh, I got, I just want to talk about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we're just going to have to keep it uh, kind of tight with just the, the travel tips that we uh, kind of mastered while on this trip. Um, just traveling with, you know, firearms, fortunately it was in – all in the U.S., so that, that was made it a little bit more uh, streamlined. Uh, but even just the difficulties of getting uh, the meat back and the antlers back, um, I think we got a lot of tips that we can share with some of the listeners. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bobby, you actually had a lot of questions about, you know, how we got the meat back, how we got the, you know, antlers and horns. And I just asked you for your address. I'm going to ship you some of the sheds that I found. Um, and we had various ways of getting that back. So I think that's going to be very applicable to a lot of folks, especially now that hunting season is yeah. here. And uh, Carter was on a roll, man. We had to leave some behind. I think you found a couple sets every day. Yeah, I was obsessed. I was like, they're, they're just so <laughs> cool. And I don't know. They're just not a whitetail. I was like, I got to take as many of these home as I can. Were you just walking, looking at your feet the whole time? Like, what, what were you doing? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, like, that landscape is, like, so unreal. Like, other other planet weird. And it's red. Don't give up too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, (laughs) anyways, red, red clay. Long story short, and those antlers that have been bleached white in the sun shine up, shine up really easily. They like illuminate because that the the contrast with the red clay. And so I just they were everywhere. And there's such a high density of animals. There's just, I mean, I was just leaving. I I brought home three deadheads. Like, who does that? Like, that's awesome. Yeah, they're just (laughs) everywhere. It was cool. That's cool. I'm definitely interested in how you guys got your gear there and how you got everything back, especially after a harvest. Because, you know, we we always think about it's funny because when we did the pre episode to this and we were asking you questions, Carter, you're always just like, "Uh, I don't know. We're going to I'm going to have to dissect that one, the steward and and bring that bring him (laughs) into that one. You guys didn't really have much of a plan. So now I'm really excited to see since you didn't have a plan on getting your shit there and your shit back, I'm really excited to see what you guys did to get your stuff there and back. And especially in one piece too, because I know some of this stuff is fragile as hell. Yeah, we figured it out. Kevin, was that your first out of like out of state hunt? Like where you fly as a non-resident? Yeah. So it's definitely my first hunt where I've flown. I mean, I've driven um, and been able to pack stuff back, but then you just throw it in the, you know, the cooler in the back of the truck and roll on. Um, so this was definitely a learning curve for me as well. Um, but I think, we have some major takeaways from it. I think the, the biggest achievement was bringing the vacuum sealer. I mean, that was just such a game changer. Uh, we were able to 
process and package all the meat right there, um, freeze it in our little condo, um, and then get it ready uh, for shipment. So essentially, we just went down to the local little grocery store. And when I when I say local little grocery store, this is like your hole in the wall store. I mean, there's no stoplights on this island. It's, it's very remote. So I think we went in there and bought two of the six coolers that they'd sold. And uh, we filled them up to the brim and duct taped them down the best we could and rolled out of there. Yeah, and those were the most expensive coolers in the United States, I'm pretty sure. It was like 70, 70 bucks for like a medium-sized cooler. is crazy. But yeah, that vacuum sealer was clutch, man. I was amped when I saw that you brought that. I was like, what a brilliant move. And I guess your only real barrier to entry with a vacuum sealer is you got to have electricity, right? So if you were in the field somewhere, hopefully you'd be fortunate enough to have someone with a generator or at least an inverter where you could run it off. I guess you could run it off the truck or like your RV or something like that. But we were fortunate enough to stay in a, in a condo. Uh, and like, this was not, we're not pulling a Joe Rogan and staying at the four seasons here. It was not like that, <laughs> that kind of, not le- that level of nice, but uh, the vacuum sealer was clutch because we just, you know, we could break those animals down and, and take our time and, and get good cuts and then put a hard freeze on them, which is, that's the name of the game. Yeah. So I got, we, it took us 22 hours to travel back home and every single thing in the cooler was still frozen solid. So I was, I was very pleased with the results um, with that method. I think the only thing I would do differently um, is instead of pack in book bags and suitcases, um, I think I would just shove everything in a cooler and use that as my carry on luggage and have like, you know, bags for my clothes and stuff for when we fill the cooler up. But that way we don't have to purchase that ridiculous $70 igloo that we, we had to buy at the last minute. Yeah, and you can you can bring meat back on your as your carry on um, in a soft sided cooler. You can 100% do that. TSA is all squared away with that. You get some weird looks, and you have to put that meat through the X ray in security, which is bizarre. Um, but I've done that in Wyoming, and you can totally do that. So I bought like a cheap Ozark soft sided cooler, and I brought a whole mule deer back boned out in two soft sided coolers, and just took those as my as my two carry on. So 100% next time so were you worried about like you know leaking out of the overhead compartment like as you're flying like get some some drippage coming out on somebody yeah so that's the only thing that they are not cool with if there's any leakage or uh like if it melts and there's any water residue or anything like that that comes out of it they will throw it away that's the only caveat every airline and anything in tsa if it starts to melt and you can see it it's done so you you have to be you know, you need to be sealed up tight. That's why the hard freeze is, is really important. Um, I had a, <laughs> my granddad loved to tell this story. Uh, they went duck hunting in North Dakota one year back in the seventies or something like that. And they brought all these ducks home in a bunch of soft sided, like styrofoam coolers that they put in the carry on. And uh, he says <laughs> about halfway through the flight, they melted and you could see the blood running through the, the, actual overhead compartment like dripping down on the seats below and i was like god that's why that rule's a thing like yeah so that's the only thing so you want one that's sealed up tight and got a hard freeze on it yeah i think the next big hurdle was uh you know getting the antlers back um you know i especially wanted to mount mine um because it was my first axis deer ever and uh i really wanted to mount my wife's as well, but, uh, kind of ruined her hide as dragging it across that Mars terrain. 
Um, but so, so it was pretty difficult. So like you can't carry on a full skull, but you can carry on antlers. Um, the, the full skull with antlers attached is too broad to meet the size requirements of a carry on bag. So essentially what we did is we cut the antlers off at the top of the skull plate and then cut the skull plate off separately and package that with the meat. Uh, but then the antlers were relatively compact. So I was able to just strap them to the back of my book bag um, for my set. And then uh, my wife said, well, well, threw them in my gun case. Um, so you can travel through TSA with the antlers um, as long as they're able to meet the size requirements. So did y'all not bring back the full skull, just the skull plate? So we did bring back her full skull. So we're doing a Euro That's mount right. of hers. Um, but that one was also in the meat cooler. Because uh, if I thought I got some funny looks with antlers, I can only imagine the look when TSA pulled that skull out. <laughs> Did you guys ever think about, you know, logistically of packaging it up nice and shipping it back? Was that like, I don't know how much that would cost, but I can imagine that'd be an arm and a leg as well if you bubble wrapped the shit out of it and then sent it. Yeah, so I actually shipped mine. So I couldn't shoulder mount mine. Um I'll explain why on the full length podcast, but I couldn't shoulder mount mine. I ruined the hide too. Um, and so I was going to go, I was like, all right, I got, I'm going to do a Euro and cutting off the antlers was a foreign concept to me. That didn't feel right. I didn't, I, I don't know if you'd ever done that before Kevin, but I was like, Oh man, I don't love this as we're sawing at whatever midnight in the parking lot of this condominium. <laughs> yeah. All right. That, that's a teaser for the full episode for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the last question on there, so uh, I can't wait to hear that on the full episode, that's for sure. Yeah, so I, I did mine, I got my antlers off, and then I bowled my skull in the condo, because you can't, the other thing they really care about is the brain, so like taking brains over state lines is important or whatever. So I bowled my brain, got it out, uh, but it still had like some flesh and stuff on it, and I was like, you know, I'm not flying back with any of this meat, why don't I just there's a USPS store on this island. Let's go check it out. It had one and a half stars. It was amazing. And <laughs> went there with my skull and I was like, hey, I need to ship. I need to ship. I brought all the antlers and all the deadheads I found. I was like, hey, I need to ship all this to Georgia. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you can't do that. I was like, what's your you biggest box? Yeah. I was like, what's your biggest box? And she's like, you need to go to the grocery store and ask for a box. I was like, oh my gosh. So I, you know, I vacuum sealed the head. Cause thank God Kevin brought a vacuum sealer. I vacuum sealed it. Cause it was, there was still like flesh and like it needed to be power washed. And you know, it was not, it was a third of the way into the, the Euro process. And I was like, this is going to freaking stink. So I vacuum sealed it, took it to the post office, bought a thing of bubble wrap, wrapped that shit, put it in a box and shipped it to Georgia for $19 priority oh. shipping, 19 bucks. And I was expecting like, 50 or 60 bucks. Like I was willing to pay a lot of money to get it home. So I wouldn't have to deal with it. It was 19 bucks. I was like, this is unreal. That's insane. I wonder if you like, would just put the whole Euro mount in the cooler and then just ship the cooler back. It'd be nice and protected. How much that would have yeah. been. Yeah. So the only thing you need there is a cooler that fits the entire, you know, everything with the antlers off. But uh, for 19 bucks, I was like, done deal. And so I cut off the antlers of all the other deadheads. And then uh, I shipped all those skulls home the next day, too. And uh, it was 19 bucks. I was like, wow, great. So I got my, I got it back. It was back two days after. I was like, wow, it was like really surprisingly fast. Like U.S. Postal Service. I went and left a five-star review. I was like, you guys deserve it. 
<laughs> amazing. Pump up their numbers a little bit. Yeah. So, and uh, I got it back, and it was there were flies coming out of the box before I even opened it. It was disgusting. Like it smelled rank, and it was rotten. Like every bit of flesh on that was left on the head was rotten, and it was full of flies. And as soon as I cut open that plastic bag, it was just like getting punched in the face. It was horrible. It was, it was gross. <laughs> it was really gross. Man, I really don't know what we would have done without that saw. I mean, I think that's that's a tip of, of the day as well is you got to have a, a solid bone saw with you. I mean, we, we, we use that thing every single day. Yep, 100%. I actually bought that same set, Kevin, last week um, for my upcoming mule deer hunt. Because we that saw didn't get dull. Maybe we can link it in the show. I'll link it in the show notes. It's on Amazon. Um, not a sponsor, just a great saw. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that thing cut through antlers and legs and all sorts of stuff. And it's nice and compact. And it didn't get dull. And that thing was clutch. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was huge. Good, good to know. Things that we don't, we always forget that we. You know, it's just stupid little things that you always forget that you're going to need out there. And you're like, fuck, now I got to go buy a $70 cooler. But even though you guys talk shit about that cooler for $70, you just kept all your meat nice and cold and frozen for 24 hours. I mean, that's pretty, yeah. uh, that's that's the best $70 right there. Exactly. And the cool thing about taking your meat as a checked bag is in the belly of the plane, it's well below freezing. So that meat is not. The only time that meat is like in question is like in the tarmac or like between flights. Cause I don't know about you, Kevin. I took four flights home. It was freaking miserable. And uh, we, we had three, but I, I think that also helped with it staying cool because we traveled through the night. We took a red eye home. Mm. Um, so, you know, we hit LA at like midnight and then we hit Dallas at like three or 4 AM. And then, you know, we, we came back to South Carolina and it was it was still you know relatively cool outside, so I, I think all those factors contributed and and to it staying frozen the entire time. Yeah, because when it comes down to it, that's the most important part, right? I mean, the antlers are sweet, the animals are cool, but like, if I don't go home with that meat of the animal that you shot, like, what's what's even the point? What are you even there for? So taking care of that stuff is of the utmost importance and worth reading the minutia of the TSA website and, you know, Delta's rules and regulations. And that's a huge pro tip knowing that you can travel with antlers on the, on, on your carry on. Like that's massive. Yeah. I never would have guessed that in a million years. I, I got stopped by TSA for bringing protein powder on a fucking plane. And you guys are walking with skulls and antlers and I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting patted down for protein powder. So th- I, I, that's like difference there. <laughs> So, so th- this is kind of funny. So, like, no problems at all. Guns, antlers, meat, walk straight through TSA. Um, I did bring back some Hawaiian salt, and they drug tested it. I was like, really? Put <laughs> 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 me line, dumped it out, like, did all these tests on it, and I'm sitting there laughing. I was like, this has never happened. It's, it's, I got this. It's salt. Yeah. The flesh, the Jeffrey Dahmer suitcase and everything like that is good, but, you know. The fact that you brought salt back, that's where we draw the line at TSA. <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was good, man. It was a great trip. I'm, I'm pumped to push out this this full-length episode. Um, you got any more pro tips, Kevin? Well, we're, on a, we're on a roll here. No, you know, I, I think that pretty much covers it, man. I mean, we're, we're going to get it, like, dive into, like, all of our gear and uh, you know, what, you, what you need to have, what I could have left behind. Yeah, in the full episode, but I think that's definitely the highlights. Um, 
packing in a cooler, bringing the vacuum sealer and the ability to carry antlers home um, as your carry on luggage or on your carry on luggage. Um, I mean, that, that was just invaluable. Yeah, that's massive. And don't forget, don't underestimate um, UPS or, you know, USPS or anything like that. If you need to ship something home in a pinch, um, that was a very pleasant surprise that I was expecting to be a, a much greater expense. So, yeah, high praise from me for, for that, or at least the, the USPS on Molokai. So I want to see that five star review. I want proof. Okay. dude the reviews were scathing they were like everybody's like this place is a piece of shit like horrible service and i was like yeah great here we go they're gonna i'm gonna but you know with, with our with our few interactions we, we know exactly who left those reviews oh I mean, 100%, man. 100%. there are two types of people on that island and and one of them definitely did it yeah 100 percent. we'll dive into that's that. awesome oh yeah, yeah we'll I, definitely dive into that I, i'm like pissed off that we're not talking about it all right now so i'm trying and i kept telling you like don't give me any details i want to be surprised when we talk about it on the podcast i want i want to know when everybody else knows so i'm dying to know more information about this stuff and trying to get more information but i don't want to spoil it all yeah we'll save it for the next one um you down to go back kevin yeah i'm ready right now yeah me too (laughs) we'll get a crew together bobby you gotta go man well, wait, if it only costs you $20 to ship antlers for USPS, how much would it cost to ship me, you United States Postal Service? I mean, <laughs> it can't, it's all about only be a couple hundred bucks, right? Like, yeah, dude. I'm cheap. 160 so I feel like we'd be like, you know, well, a little Carter, correct, correct me if I'm wrong here, but we, we did do the math on it, and to ship the cooler with the meat was going to be substantially more expensive than as a carry-on luggage, correct? Correct. Yeah, so the, the antlers and, and – the deadheads were only affordable due to the weight. So what are you saying there, Kevin? I weigh too much? Is that is that what you're getting? <laughs> yeah, box over here. I ain't got, got 40 pounds on you, man. <laughs> ah. All right. I'm too fat to get shipped there. Got it. Noted. I'll be, I'll be a carry-on then. Yeah. I will say the biggest detriment is the the price tag associated with getting to Hawaii. That's the That's the biggest hurdle for sure. I mean, another pro tip, man, with proper planning, I, I really wasn't too disappointed with it. So I think we booked our flights four months in advance, and I think we, we came in around 680 bucks or something like that. But um, I kept that Google flight alert on, and, and as it crept up closer to our actual departure time, I mean, I think it climbed up to close to $2,000. So proper planning is definitely essential in this trip. Yeah, 100%. With those those kind of logistics involved, you want to be sure everything's all squared away and, and tightened up and you know, at the end of the day, that that deer tag is a lot cheaper than a lot of deer and elk tags across the United States for non-residents. So, something to keep in your back pocket. Um, or maybe we should stop talking about it so people don't go there and find out how awesome it is. So, yeah, seriously, let me go I first. Everyone, I think everyone could go there and wouldn't put a dent in these things. They're, I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, no kidding, man. No kidding. Well, cool. I think this is a, uh, a good place to wrap it up, boys. A good little teaser for our full-length episode once uh, Stuart is done playing Slumlord with uh, with his tennis down there in Atlanta. So, yeah, this is good. Kevin, thanks for jumping on, dude. This is hey, fun. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Looking forward to the next one. Yeah, of course, man. Listeners, uh, as always, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Uh, go follow Hunt, Lift, Eat Official. Go follow uh, the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast on Instagram. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.